Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. Why we choose to ignore the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, addiction, mental illness, and much more. What role do they play in relationships? Follow me each week as we discuss these topics with anonymous guests and experts to hopefully become better humans, resulting in better choices. Like I say, been there, still doing that. Now, on to the show. Anonymous Andrew here with you, and today we have a very, 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 very special episode. Why? Because today we're doing a contest. Okay, I've uh, been promoting this, and if you're listening, you know all about it. But here is the deal. So today's guest is Angela Marshall, and she wrote a book about, uh, she's an ex-wife of an NFL player, and she wrote a book about being married to him. Um, we are giving away two copies of this book. So to enter this contest, which is completely free, you don't have to pay anything or join anything, you do have to follow me, though, okay? So whatever platform you're listening on, you need to subscribe to my show or follow. And that does not cost you anything. Just click on follow or subscribe. And at the end of the interview, I will give you a code word or words. I can't, I'm not going to obviously tell you now. But at the end of the interview, you will. I will jump in and give you the code phrase. Let's call it a code phrase. So you email me a screenshot that you're following me the show on your platform. So take your phone out, take a follow me and take a screenshot, email that to me. And in the subject line, you're going to put the code phrase. And of course, in the in the body of the of the text of the email, you can um, maybe tell me why you want to win the book. All right. And um, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Angela was vibrant. She's exciting. She's happy. Um, I, I was so upbeat listening to her. And at the end of the interview, I felt great. She just has a great, great, great message. And she talks about dating yourself. And I'll let her explain what that means. Um, just a very interesting concept. So listen to this episode and uh, enter the contest. Hey, you might win a free book. All right. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you with another exciting episode. And I am really excited. Today we have Angela Marshall. And Angela is going to talk to us about the dating woes, the dating no-nos, and the dating foes of dating. <laughs> and uh, just as a caveat, she uh, has an autobiography, The Story in Life of an ex-NFL wife. So you were married to an NFL player. Hello, Angela, and welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and just for the opportunity for us to connect and, and converse. I'm so excited about this conversation because right. as you know, usually there are a lot of stereotypes. There are a lot of preconceived uh, notions as it relates to me being uh, the former NFL wife and what that life was like and what I guess my mindset going into dating him, marrying him. And then now we're divorced and 
uh, dating other people. And so this is going to be a phenomenal conversation. I am. I hope so. And I am looking forward to it. So why don't we start with wherever you'd like to start? Do you want to start with that relationship and go forward or I'll leave it up to you? Absolutely. Again, thank you for having me. I will start by saying everything that we are taught, quite a bit of the things that we are taught and we are, that's ingrained in our mind as it relates to finding a mate, scratch it 100% until you find yourself. If you have not found yourself, if you don't know how to love yourself, you don't know how to like yourself, trust yourself, respect yourself, then you cannot effectively do that for other people. I met and married my ex-husband very, very young. I was very impressionable, as was he. We met in high school. And let me throw this disclaimer out there. I'm not saying there isn't a such thing as high school sweethearts and you go on and you have this tremendous relationship. 100%. If it worked for you and it's still working for you, hey, kudos. Did yeah. not work for me. And I do believe that as it relates to relationships and dating and marriage, there is no one-stop shop. You know, yeah. what works in your household or for your relationship, it may 100% not, not work for mine. So I met him very young. And at the time that I met him, I think it's pretty safe to say that a lot of what I was looking for in a mate was framed by the environment, society, and then the relationships, meaning my girlfriends, home, you know, uh, people that I hung out with, friends, family members, all of that was framed by them. So I had not really taken time to understand what my likes, dislikes, whatever needed to be in order for me to have a fulfilling relationship. Had not really even taken out time for myself. I met him very young, a year and a half later while I was still in high school. I had um, our first child, first son. So there, there's me splitting, right. me getting to know myself or understanding life. Now I'm having to understand life with this person, meaning my ex-husband. Now I have a son that's impressionable, trying to figure out life for him. So it still never afforded me the opportunity to understand Angela fully. What are my likes? What are my dislikes? What are my goals? What are my dreams? What am I here for? Why am I here? Uh, mm. You know, what do I hope to accomplish? Wow. And to me, all of that is so crucial as it relates to relationships and dating. You know, like they like the, the the cliche is if I knew then <laughs> so a but lot I know of things now, yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely it is it's just the flow is just so much better but for people who really think that you can have this list this one-stop shop list like I don't want a person that does this this or this or I don't want to you know if they live here drive this or whatever I don't think that is going to equal to a fulfilling or a successful relationship until you understand those things about you. Because what to me, what it does is when we have lists and non-negotiables, I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to control the person or I'm trying to control a situation externally that I can't. Now, with that being said, Obviously, if, if you and I are attracted and I'm in a relationship with you, I see growth 
uh, you know, uh, deficiencies in you or, or in myself. And so we should be working towards that, right? To try to be better and try to do better, 100%. But ultimately, the only person and the only thing I will ever be able to control is myself. And if I have not done the work and, and really dug into everything as it relates to Angela, how am I spiritually, financially, emotionally, romantically, medically, holistically, biblically, economically, politically, you'd be surprised. Like there are a oh. lot of breakups over politics, over romance. Let me, <laughs> you know, just... let me jump in there. Absolutely. Okay. You're correct. The, uh, I am on and off dating apps for the last couple of months. And the biggest thing that I'm seeing today is the woman and probably men too. The woman will make a laundry list of non-negotiables. If you voted for Trump, swipe left. If you don't believe in global warming, swipe left, swipe left. If you don't, I, one of them said, if you don't have a valid passport, swipe left. I, 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 I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Oh my god! And and I and so clearly these women know what they want. But uh, to your point, I, I think there's a compromise, and and there used to be an expression opposites attract. Uh, who you voted for and who I voted for, I don't think should matter in a relationship. But apparently, it's becoming, you know, <laughs> Trump changed everything. But it it. it Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that that's what's happening in the dating world today, that they're making laundry lists of non-negotiable deal breakers. Well, I will say this. I think that as a person, when you really get to know yourself, there are certain things that you should that you should not settle for. Because oh, when you get into the <clears throat> yeah, when you get into the realm of settling, that can cause friction and anxiety too. You know, that's that whole not being equally yoked. Now, you know, again, you you recognize strengths and weaknesses. And if that person that you're dating or that you're, you know, you're hoping to be in a relationship with, if you see room for improvement or that they are attempting to grow, 100%. It, all things aren't necessarily created equal as it relates to that. I think there should be balance, though, because there are certain things for me today, but I've, I, I'm doing the work. I'm not going to say I've done work. I'm doing the work to really get to understand and know Angela. So there are certain things that no matter what, I will never, ever settle for, ever, sure. because it just made me miserable. And then in turn, I was making that person who I was dating even more miserable. Yeah. So I think, while I think that, let's just you know stick with the poli with the political side of it. If you are that hard nosed as it relates to, I want to date only people who believe like I believe in politics, my political party, my core values, or whatever. Honestly, I don't think there's any there's anything wrong with that. Now, could you potentially be? pushing away a really great guy or a really, you know, exceptional woman, possibly. But knowing what you want and you don't want, especially when you're, when you're doing the work on yourself, that's key. So I think that if there are differences and it accumulates to the fact that our differences are so great that I'm going to be annoying you, yeah. this is going to be a dysfunctional yeah. relationship 
well, you know, you don't believe like I believe, whether it's religion or spiritual spirituality or whatever the case is, that can cause a lot of problems on down the road. And I will say backtracking as it relates to my ex-husband, one thing that led to our demise, which there were many, but one thing that led to our demise is just the unequalness or the un uh, you know the off balance the imbalance as it related to he was so formulated so calculated so methodical so strong and confident and sure in who he was and what he wanted in life and here you know this little 16 15 year old sniffing at him like hey choose me pick me like me you know i want you to help create me and mold me no like yeah. It was such a burden for him. And I can see that so clearly now as it relates to just other relationships, um, you know, that I'm that I interact with and that that we try to bring people into our fold. But sometimes it just, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't, doesn't work fit. that way. Doesn't fit. I will. No. I will say this as it relates to dating foes, F-O-E-S, in my opinion and my perspective. We have to be very, very careful because those dating foes don't just come from haters or people outside of our relationship. A lot of times, guys, it's family and friends. One of the, the biggest things that I learned was never to go to a person that is not successful in a relationship, quote unquote, or so to speak. Because when you go and you try to talk to them about deficient areas or whatever with your spouse or your mate, and they're not doing well in, you know, <laughs> in helping that along in their own relationship, they're only going to give you bad relation, relationship advice. They're going to give you suggestions that nine times out of 10, you're not going to even, they're not going to even follow. And that can be, uh, you know, such a, a compelling um, issue. And it was in my relationship with my ex-husband, I'm listening to friends, I'm listening to, uh, pro, you know, um, previous patterns and behaviors or what I saw growing up and thinking, no, this is right. This is how you're supposed to do this or this. And I'm supposed to do this as the woman. You're supposed to do this as, as a man. Now, don't get me wrong. I love tradition. And I think there are certain things that traditionally, traditionally should be so 100%. However, I am very flexible as it relates to, okay, well, you know, maybe he can only, you know, my boyfriend can only bring 20% to the table this time or 30% to the table. And I need to have the compassion, the construction and the compromise to say, I got us covered and vice versa. And to me, that's what a really, really solid and good relationship. Um, that's what it should be comprised of. Yeah. Two people in a relationship. I, I've always believed that you where I, where I might be weak, you might be strong. And, and it's, it's it, the visual is that broken heart and the two pieces fit together. So you, you complement each other in certain areas. Like you said, 20, 30% you bring to the table, but I'll bring the rest of it or very, I, I like that. And that's the way it should be. And there should be a compromise also. And, and, but then you grow together. So, um, this so you, you had children young you were so what was it like being married to an nfl player for, for he he I, I don't suppose you want to tell us who it was is that 
<laughs> oh, it's, I don't have a look. I am an open book. I know what I signed up for in 2016 when I wrote when I wrote my autobiography. So I was married to Arthur Marshall. He uh, is a former Denver Broncos and New York Giants player. Okay, yeah, so we have two. Yeah, we have two incredible children. We have grandchildren that are even more incredible. And at the time when I was married to him, as I mentioned before, when you are unsure of who you are and you don't, you lack confidence and the courage, and you're still trying to just kind of figure your way out or figure your way in this life, it's very, very challenging. And it's even more challenging when you have now the world looking at you from the outside in, yep. like it's supposed to be this perfect relationship or like, you know, my appearance is supposed to be perfect all the time. His appearance, his demeanor, his this, his that. And we're just really two people trying to navigate and grow together and have this family, have this lifestyle, have our dreams and, and goals just come true, you know, from time to time as we work hard. It's very, very difficult. So you can imagine like whatever the woes or the, the discord and the disappointments that you had in your in your relationship times that mm -hmm. by about a thousand and <laughs> when you, you have somebody in the limelight, you know. And you and I was just gonna say with social media today and culture with everybody putting so much value into celebrities and, and sports athletes are are celebrities. Um, you're, you're, you're followed by the paparazzi. You are on the cover of every newspaper. If you're seen at a nightclub and you're fighting, it's on the front page tomorrow morning. I can, I can't, I can't even fathom what that's like. So, um, yeah, that must've been pretty, especially when you don't know anything. You, you, now I hear when, when, when a celebrity asked for the public for privacy because they have a personal family issue it, they don't want to be part of the spotlight anymore they want their privacy and and well and i think there should be a line drawn anyway because a lot of that stuff it's like if it relates to that person professionally 100 but if it's a personal matter we shouldn't be involved in it no. anyway that's just that's just how i feel I will say that I am so thankful and so happy that social media with my ex and I, because he played from 1992 to uh, so 1998. What, yeah. I'm so happy that so, social media it was not, not around. Oh no, no. no because <laughs> I think, I don't know, I, I, you know, me as a person, like all of the, the growth that I'm experiencing now and, and just the trajectory that I'm on to try to become a better person. I just don't know under all that pressure and, and no. extra scrutiny from that you can, uh, you know, get sometimes from social media. I don't know where I will be right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you escaped that uh, trap of the social media because, because today people with their cell phones, if you're, if you're out at a nightclub or even at just a restaurant and, and they see somebody famous out comes the camera, right. And, and posting on Instagram and, um, you were very lucky to. Well, you have to, to think about it. Even people that are non, quote unquote, whatever the status for non-famous. I, I mean, people are just cell phone. They're yeah. they're recording everything. everything. They're recording people in Walmart. They're recording yeah. people <laughs> going out. You know, I rate in the the food fast food lines. I mean, yeah. it's just yeah. such an obsession 
with just, I want to either humiliate someone else, I want to make a joke about someone else or whatever the case is. And I think that's because it's difficult for them to face themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like you and I, before you started, before you press record, I was like, one of the main keys that I will say that really, really helped me and turn this dating around for me was to date myself, to know myself, to like myself, to respect myself, to trust myself, to adore myself. Because when we get into the whole mindset of someone else sending me a text or calling me beautiful or baby or queen or whatever these things are, and that makes me feel good, and that's the only time it makes me feel good, that's a problem because I am really being dependent on someone else to make me happy, validate me, give me value, increase my worth. And that's just not going to sustain a fulfilling relationship. Like you have to really, really be secure within yourself and understand that anything outside of yourself for your mate or your spouse any support, any uplifting, positive, encouraging, romantic, whatever um, words or thoughts or, or gifts or, or tokens that they're lavishing you with, that's just a bonus. Yeah. It means nothing to my psyche as if, oh, okay, well, this person really loves me or this person really, you know, whatever. It's just like, no, if I'm a good person and I'm trying to grow and I'm trying to be better and do better, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for that extra text that he may send in the morning that says good morning gorgeous or whatever but it does nothing to my brain Mm. to make me feel like okay i really need this because coming from him that really makes me a gorgeous person no not at all so (laughs) in my last relationship i and this is my issue i i think i i needed validation so in the very beginning she 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 was beautiful but uh, she would often tell me how handsome I was and how how attractive. Now, the odd thing was is that she was from another country. She emigrated here 25 years ago. Um, she was Latina, and I'm a gringo. You know, if you know the whole that was, and she she had never dated a gringo. Um, and but at the end of the relationship, when we were when I knew it was coming to an end, she actually said to me, "I no longer find you attractive." And that hurt. And I took that when the relationship ended, I took that word, those words just kept bouncing around in my head. And then it convinced me that I will never find any because I'm not attractive it, because she said that whether yep. she meant it or to hurt me or whether she truly was not attractive to me. I took that. So tell us what, how you, you said something that I've never, well, I've heard Dating yourself. What does that look like? What, do, what, how does one start dating themselves? Because I'm struggling with this. Well, the same expectations and standards and whatever else that you're looking for in a mate, you have to check that off for yourself. Hmm. So you start there. So if you're looking for someone who is goal oriented, that is full of life, that is positive, that is uplifting, um, you know, can be a good supporter or encourager. Are you those things for yourself? That's how it all starts. Mm. Because if you're not that for yourself, when you meet that person who you think are those things, and, and they probably will be, or, or they probably are, 
But when if something happens to the relationship and they detach from you or they break it off or you break it off, then like you said, those words, her saying, I no longer find you attractive. When you date yourself, you know yourself, you are confident and you're sure in yourself, it will still hurt because, of course, that's a person yeah. who you're trying to build a life with or you thought, you know, it was going to be a forever after. Yeah. But I promise you, it will not, it will get to your head, but it won't travel to your heart. So you'll be able to move on faster because every day when you look in the mirror, I was just gonna say regardless that. of what she has said to you, you look and you're like, oh, I, I am attractive. I am handsome. You will have told yourself that so many times and you have the highest regard and respect and love and adoration for yourself until no matter what somebody says, you will be able to process it accordingly and then move on. And that's the key. Like so many of us, even for myself, I had been told so many times when I decided to file for divorce in 1999, you're, you're never going to find anyone like your ex. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. or live the lifestyle like with your ex. I mean, I heard that so many times. Like, what are you doing? Like, why? Wow, like, that has got to be, you know, such an incredible life and, you know, whatever else that people attribute to a lifestyle as it relates to celebrity or professional athletes. My response was, it's not about him. It's about me. And when I turned the list, the mic, the mirror, the stage, the levels from him to me, mm. then I started being and becoming this person of true value and true worth that did not need external validation. Thank you. You know, you have to understand, Andrew, that society from little, we are programmed. We're programmed to, you got to wear this, have this, look this way. I mean, everything, the majority of the messages that are coming in are, we need to be like somebody else. Yep. or We need to have this. And then we're that. And that's and totally not true. And that's, again, that's why so many of us latch on or we link on to the wrong person because we have not fully absorbed ourselves, and that's the key. I it, it, talking about that the social media, and it, it wasn't in 1999, but shortly after 2000, whatever, there was MySpace, and then Facebook came on the scene, and then Instagram and TikTok, and and then you, as you know, so all of that social influencing today, uh, these kids must be. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be a teenager today. Although I do have three younger, my sons of my own, but they're not teenagers. It it must be a horrible to look on, on TikTok and see one thing and then look on Instagram and see another and look on Facebook and see another. There's all this bombardment of what you should look like, what you should dress like, what you should act like, who you should date, where you, what your status should be in life. You should, there used to be the saying by like 25, you should be married with the house and the fence and the two dogs and the one and a half bathrooms. That's how I grew up, you know, and it's all this pressure. Um, I had this, this is my issue. I had this awful thing in the morning when I would brush my teeth, I'd have to look in the mirror. And there were many mornings I did not like what I saw, but it wasn't necessarily physically. I knew what was behind 
what I was seeing. That's what it, that's what it always is. It's internal. Yeah. It's that mind, that inner mind. So tell us how you make that transformation from, so you, you get divorced and I guess it was a healing process and a, and a recovery process. How long after the marriage did you, you started dating? Is that when you started dating yourself? No, I wish I could say that that's yeah. what I did, but <laughs> honestly, about that didn't happen until about eight years after I was divorced. Okay. So that's a long time. You know, did that's you, a long time to go through ebb and flow and other yeah. guys and other situations and still trying to figure out life for my children, for our children, and so just in you, general. I mean, it, it was just a wreck. You know what I'm saying? You, like, I was just a wreck for like eight years. Did you years. date during those eight years? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did. Um, And I will say this one, uh, one guy that I dated, I dated him for about four years. Incredible guy. So he is that one, I guess how you say the one that got away or the mm. one that kind of come in, come, comes into your life and you're not ready. <laughs> so I 100 percent um, I, I was not ready, but he he was an incredible guy after him. And it was a long distance relationship. He actually was a globetrotter and physically a basketball player, globetrotter. Oh, and after, yeah. And after our failed um, relationship. I just started like trying to figure out, okay, here's the common denominator, me. Yeah. So there has to be something like I can't now, I mean, I have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart and all of that. So I understand that person who I once was in a relationship and yeah, they have this vice, that vice, this deficiency they did, they didn't say. But again, the only person and the only outcome and the only thing that I can ever control is me yes they're gone they're gone so there is no you know like i shouldn't be dwelling and that's what if if i when i leave when we leave this conversation one of the things that i want your viewers and your listeners to really uh grasp is moving forward means leaving behind the thoughts that you can change the other person because you can't, you can't okay. change that situation. You can't change the other person. I don't care if they did a thousand and three bad things. I don't care if they are narcissists. It doesn't matter. What are you? Mm. What are you going to do going forward? And I think that that was most helpful for me after my marriage. And then, of course, you know, getting into because I was actually into two relationships, but that one where you know we were doing the long distance for four years and then after it ended I mean I still had reckless behavior I'm not you know I'm not gonna sit here before you and try to say oh I got it together after that no because I'm still trying to get it together however after that relationship I said you know what it's me like I'm the common denominator yep. and I really need to figure out all of what I can to the best of my ability for Angela. Now, have I interacted with guys uh, since then before the relationship now? Yeah, 100%. Um, there've been ups and downs and there, there've been trials and everything, struggles and everything else. But overall, I have grown so much and fully removed them and taking and taking 
all of the bad things, all of the hurtful things that I think, you know, that they did to me. And there's some things they actually did do, but I, I'm not concerned with that. And I can't be because going forward, taking that baggage and that misery and that, you know, mm -hmm. discord into another relationship, you're just going to doom that relationship. So that's why it's so crucial. Like we really have to understand the capability and the the reasoning behind fully disconnected. And some people, they don't understand like the energy and stuff that lies dormant in thinking, okay, she wasn't this, he wasn't that. And then, you know, you're, but, but you're trying to potentially draw another mate or interact with another mate. It's just going to be a yeah. big old mess. You have I, to let I, go. Yeah. And I and I feel like I'm still connected to her in some fashion, whether it's through energy, through the universe, or or through subconscious something. Um, how? But at, at some point, I I'm get I'm growing weary and tired of that because there there are days that I can't, I get up and I try to go to work and I try to have a normal life, but. I'm triggered by uh, something that I see or something where we like it's the summertime and we used to go to the beach all the time. I live right by the beach and, and now I'm triggered because the whole summer I have to go to the beach without her. I, we, I just had this conversation with somebody else. How do we disconnect? How, how do we sever that connection? The best way to sever initially sever the connection is to date yourself, do the work on yourself. Okay. I can't stress that enough. Like, you know, you can't go and blow the beach up. You can't go to that restaurant and blow it up <laughs> that you guys, that you're going to walk past or you're going to drive past or whatever. The only thing that you have control of is your mind. And that's how you see yourself. So apparently you still see yourself as whatever it is that she said when she mentioned to you you're not attractive and whatever else I, i'm pretty sure that's the loop that you're replaying in your over brain different and, things. Yeah. and 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 i get it because at, from as a person who has um i've received her and i've given her and that's the main thing too now like when i write when i was writing out and still do um different issues and and problems that i have with people i write one line two lines for them and i'll i make it a point to write five for myself because again the only thing that i can control is me it doesn't matter what he did what he didn't do what he said especially if it's in the past it's gone they're gone so number one like you have to really really love and like forgive you have to adore yourself you have to trust yourself see right now from what i'm hearing and then just me in the past i didn't trust myself i didn't trust check this out oh my god this just came to me i didn't trust myself to love myself like somebody externally of me yeah. how crazy is that it's crazy <laughs> but now understanding that all of the things that i want in a mate I expect in a mate, the standards for a mate, I have to 100% give it to myself. Because if I don't, you know, like, again, there's that codependent or there's that being dependent on something outside of myself to make me feel whole, make me feel yep. complete. Validation. So, 
So you have to do the work on yourself. You have to get, you, you know, you have to really, really get raw and get serious with yourself. One of the things that I found, another thing that I found very uh, effective when I started dating myself and I started really working on myself, anything, and this is going to sound really, really harsh, but it's effective. Anything, anyone that I no longer was in contact with or, you know, for whatever reason, they ended it, I ended it, or we were like, okay, this is it. I don't have a picture, a text message, a wow. contact number, an email. You know how stupid Google will come up and say, your Google memories from, yep, such from such. last year. Yep. Listen, I went through my phone, then I signed into my Google account, then I signed into my iCloud account, totally erased. So here's what that does. When I pick my phone up and I'm, you know, thinking about that person, my mind can't go looping because now I'm scrolling on every text and every email and yeah. every picture or whatever else. I'm telling you, like, change when you uh, reprogram your mind, because, again, there's that society. Change hurts and truth hurts. No, it doesn't. It heals. What hurts is the lies or um, deceptions like, okay, well, if I continue to brew over this person that left me and I go back and I listen to all these sad songs, like that's going to make it better. No, that person has moved on. Yeah. They're going on with their life. Whether or not she meant what she said to you about she's no longer, you, or you're not attracted or whatever, whatever I said to someone else or they said to me, it no longer matters. If we have said, hey, we're going to agree to disagree. We're going to go our own separate ways or whatever. And it's not amicable. Now, there are some guys, some interactions, you know, it's amicable. But I still removed their stuff. The memories. From, I removed everything because then, to me, the person that I'm now trying to align with, it's not fair to him for me to hold on. And I got no. pictures and I got Teddy. Let me tell you something. Andrew, I've even gone so far. Jewelry, different things that people, and I'm talking about like, expensive items i've given it to other people mm. just because i no longer want to open my closet open a drawer yeah. look on my bed if i if it's a teddy bear or whatever the case is gone there are no traces and some people would probably look at that and say what's well, like you still have a little bit of this and that nope not i don't have no um bitterness no anger anything it's just that that was then in my life and in order for me to move to the now into the present there's there's just certain things you have to shed and you have to be willing to shed it you got to be really really hard-nosed yeah. with yourself and the other crazy thing is how dare we put all of this energy and effort and love and trust into another person but we don't have it for ourselves yeah. how crazy is that yeah it's, it's, I mean, think about it. Like she's on, you're putting her on this pedestal. She's so great and this, that. And I was putting this and that and my ex, you know, possibly putting me on this and that, whatever, and thinking less of himself, or I'm thinking less of myself. You're thinking less of yourself. But in your eyes, like this other person, when they say, I love you, oh, it means I'm worthy. When they say you're handsome, you're pretty, you're this, oh, that means that I'm worthy. That is so crazy. Think about it. Yeah. And, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, about 
severing. So when I asked you about how do you sever that connection, you you mean literally get rid of the pictures. I, I my apartment has basically been decorated by her over the two and a half years that we were together because she would come down with things and the drapes and the pictures and 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 as a bachelor we a lot of men some men have a problem with that don't touch my stuff i i'm like sure even the bathroom but so it's not that easy just i would have to literally strip the apartment and go out to bed bath and beyond and buy everything all over again understood however here's the thing if you when you start with yourself first like remember i said you got to date yourself you got to love yourself you really have to start conditioning you and when you do that those things like the drapes and the curtains and the whatever the case is to be honest if it were me like a bed i probably would get rid of that but that's just me but the other things, because I get it, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'd have to totally redo my apartment. The main goal, what we are, I would think we were trying to achieve is mental freedom, yeah, mental peace, inner peace. So as you do the work, yeah, you know, you walk by, you see the drapes, so you see this is, you know, her in the bathroom or, or whatever the case is. But the more you look in the mirror you affirm yourself, you confirm yourself, you love yourself, you trust yourself, then you can sit at the table where you and her once sat and it not be a problem. Not be a problem. Now, where now where it is non-negotiable for me now would be the things that I can't control, like his or her contact information in my phone or the, the extra stuff, not yeah. things that, you know, were that maybe cost a little more, or if y'all bought a car together, you bought a dog together. Well, I'm not saying get rid of the dog just no. because, <laughs> you know, you're no longer the, yeah, you know, I right, get out of here, fluffy. <laughs> I'm not saying that because it's a combination because you can still get rid of all of that stuff right around you. But if you don't do the inner work, you don't do the mental work yeah. to build yourself up so that you understand that your value, your worth, um, just your existence, your life, your life, your liberty does not depend on another person telling you how great you are, or how good or how, you know, awesome you are. That's like over half the battle right there. Mm. But again, with society, we're not taught that we're taught when we do things for ourselves when we try to you know better ourselves like we're being egotistical or be or it's vanity so we're supposed to pour all of this stuff into into other people and that's true i'm a giver and i want to do that but i cannot effectively do that until i've done it to myself because right. you cannot it now that's a true saying you can't pour from an empty cup you can't love from an empty cup um you know, you just you can't support from an empty cup because it builds resentment, bitterness. Then the other person, you know, the the relationship is just lopsided. Yeah. And I mean, it, it it's a no win situation. And, and that's what I have done for the past ten years is jumping into relationships after one ends. Not, uh, I might have severed ties, but I didn't sever the energy and or. or give myself time to grieve or heal or, or, or full or date myself. So what, what does a typical timeline look like for you to date yourself? So I'm seven months post breakup. How I should not be dating until I I'm comfortable with myself. 
like looking in the mirror how what, what kind of timeline are we looking at here is this six months one year i mean I, obviously it's different for everybody but i don't believe in timelines i okay. just think okay. that Fair I enough. think when you get, yeah, when you get it and when you know it, you're going to get it and you're going to know it. When would you know and it? When would you know effect, it? Well, uh, let's see. It took me probably about um, maybe a year and some months Okay. before I said, now I'm ready uh because you know i had a lot of stuff to shed i had a lot of baggage but i but going into that i didn't say i'm not gonna date anybody for a year i'm not gonna do this for that because i was still you know like we would i would go to uh out to eat i would go to movies things like that you know just for companionship or to have um you know kind of keep that that That's energy right. going because i yeah. mean you know we're humans right so we 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 uh, relish and connect in, in some form of connection. Okay. But as it relates to really opening myself to someone and saying, okay, now I'm ready for the next level of, of intimacy. Nah, I put, I was just like, I really, really have to start paying attention to Angela before I can pay attention to someone else. I agree. And that's the, that's, I'm, I'm in the midst of that process now. And, and I hope there'll come a day when, and, and I hope it's soon that when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, not only am I happy with my physical appearance, but really what's inside there. A um, couple more quick questions and then we'll wrap this up. Um, are you dating now? Yes. <laughs> oh, is that dating or in a relationship? Uh, in a relationship. Good. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love, lo loving it too. I think one of the things that when you're in a relationship and you feel good about yourself, you feel settled about yourself, you feel sound and stable about yourself. Okay. It's yeah. like it 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 makes um it just it just makes a world world of, of a yeah. difference. Now that doesn't mean every minute of every day it's, I don't have doubts or I don't question myself. You know, certain things. Certain times, if I look in the mirror and be like, "Golly, you're having an off day," or needing you know haircuts or whatever the case is, or just you know maybe having a, a mentally low day. Yeah. Sometimes that happens, but after you do so much work mental work, inner work, emotional work, physical work, spiritual work, all of that. It's like when you do have down moments or down days or, or down months, down times, you recognize that that does not equal a down life. No. It just means I'm having, you know, I'm struggling here, but on the other side of that, I'm going to I'm going to come through and it's going to be okay. And that's where I was talking about before. If you're having a down day and you're in a really healthy relationship, the other, your partner should recognize that and try to help you. Absolutely. So many times though, in the past, like with relationships I've had in which I think that again, because I didn't really know how to resolve certain things within myself, there was no way for me to really resolve things with somebody else. Right. right? <laughs> so oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Right. So when you are really in tuned with how it should flow, how it should go. Okay. You know, this is like maybe today I just 
don't need any interaction. And I need you to understand that, that yeah. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to sit on this side time of the house, myself. sit on that side, time for myself. Then there are other times when, yeah, you know, I may want some, I need some dialogue, some communication. Then there's other times, you know, and I think that when you understand that in your partnership and in your relationship, that is over half the battle. Because a lot of times we, you know, we get offended, like, oh, you don't want to be around me, or oh, you don't want to talk to me, or you don't want to. And sometimes people just need space. But I think when you're in a relationship, you're in a partnership, and they're doing that successfully, or they understand the need for that, it's going to go a whole lot smoother because they're going to be ups. They're going to be down. It's going to be yeah. happy and sad. It's going to be, oh. you know, tantrums and, and different things. But it's, when you're with someone who can't, that, that doesn't understand that, or maybe you're the person that doesn't understand that to me, that just means that, you know, you or I, I haven't done the inner work to understand this is what my partner needs right now. This is what my mate, my spouse, my wife, my husband needs at this particular time. And I, I and I need to be okay to give it to them, and that's you know, and not make it about me. And that's where communication comes in. Um, if you need a day to yourself, whatever, for whatever reason, and you communicate that to your partner and they understand that and they give it to you, that, you know, there is no such thing as a perfect relationship, but there is such thing as a, a mutual or compromisable or, or healthy relationship in, in, in the sense you were talking about, because I was full of anxiety for two and a half years, even though, and even on the happy days when the things were bright, and I always knew we were waiting for the shoe to, the next shoe to drop, you know, because I knew it was going to happen. So, Angela, where can we find, uh, is your, when did you publish your book, The Autobiography? So the autobiography was published in 2018. Oh, okay. So it it's fairly is new. All over. Yep. And so uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Nobles, they can download it. They can go to my website, which is www.inotherwordsbystone.com. You can purchase an autographed copy actually uh, from oh, my from my website. Um, but yeah, social media. I'm on social media. And and for all of you incredible Googlers, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you Google. Angela Marshall, story and life of an ex-NFL wife, or just Angela Marshall. Um, you can get to me that way uh, as well. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes so they don't have to Google it. It'll be right there if right. they're listening. So, yeah. <laughs> Angela, you, 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 one of the folks can't see this, but she's got an infectious smile. She's just <laughs> smiling and smiling. And I can tell that you've done the work and you're happy today. And I'm, and I'm very happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, your story is just an amazing story, and and I hope to get there myself one day. So, everybody, uh, Angela, um, buy her book and um, go to her website. And are you do you do any blogging on your website? No, no blogging. Okay, um, all right. Usually, yeah, usually I'm on uh, different podcasts and. All of that. So I, I just, I haven't got into that yet. What's in the works now is I'm going to be doing a YouTube channel. Oh, great. And yeah, in which I'm going to be doing two minutes. It'll just be, each video will be two minutes and it'll be tips and tools to live vicariously through yourself, the dating woes, dating folks, dating no-nos, 
converting lives to win. I mean, it'll it'll be um, it's going to be very informative. When you launch, very that, transparent. When you launch that, let me know. I'll have you back on. We'll we'll promote it because that's absolutely that, that's what you. I need. So. All right, Angela Marshall, thank you very much. And uh, maybe we'll have you back someday. And everybody, thank you for listening and have a great weekend. The code phrase is Arthur Marshall. Arthur Marshall, her ex-husband, the NFL player, is the key phrase to put in the subject line. All I can say, as usual, is wow. I told you she was vibrant, upbeat, happy. She is just one happy woman, and I hope to be where she is someday, working through all of that uh, dating woes and foes and all of that to, to finally come to a place where she can be happy in a relationship. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, there is a contest on this episode. So you just heard the key phrase. Please, if you want to enter the contest, take a screenshot that you followed or subscribe to my podcast. It is free. You do not have to pay for that. Email me that screenshot with the key code, the key phrase that I just told you in the subject line. And of course, Tell me why you want to win the book um, or just say hello. It uh, doesn't really matter what you say. I'm going to randomly pick two people to win the book. I'm not sure how I'm going to do that yet, but we'll figure it out. And as always, please, if you like the show, like what you're hearing, please give me a rating. Five stars would be great. And a little blurb at the bottom. And as I always say, if you're going to choose, please choose wisely until next time